welcome back to The Kids Are All Night, a podcast where we talk about anything and everything you are not supposed to talk about with your siblings. We are the Knight Siblings, and I am Segway Knight, and I'm here with Jedi, Avi, Skylar, and Kinsmen. This is a continuation episode from our Monday's episode about sex education. So, let's dive in. I, I don't know if it was if it's the same for you guys. Maybe mom and dad never knew. I just had bad luck because Jedi... Not bad luck. I had a terrible older brother. This Jedi <laughs> told them. But I got in so much trouble for dating Kevin and kissing him. And the only real sex talk we had, I had with my parents before I got married, was, um, are you having, are you, are you doing more than kissing him? No, no, I'm not. I don't even know what more is. <laughs> Beyond that, though, it was all TV. And mom would, do you guys remember the sounds mom would make when there was like sex on TV or they would start talking about sex on TV? Start speaking really loudly over it. Yeah. From it. Yeah. And then um, friends, I was in band. So you can't get, I was in band. I was on drumline in band. So you can't get away from sex in that case. Everybody talked about it. I just had to pretend clue I, I had to pretend that i knew what was going on and everybody knew that that wasn't the case <laughs> and then my own like experiences as i was getting older i guess which a lot of people do but i didn't know so many things and and then the sex talks that that i had when we got married was it's okay if you guys never have kids go get yourself on birth control <laughs> like that was literally it wow that's a at that point, I'd already had sex, so I didn't need sex ed from my parents necessarily. But yeah, it was not good. It, it just didn't exist, basically. Yeah, wow. I, it. I think that we'd find that in in normal society, parents don't don't have that conversation. That's actually yeah. part of the problem. Yeah. I think is is that they're not having that conversation ever. So the only you know, I grew up my 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 puberty was kind of going in line with the growth of internet. So my sexual identity you know, growing up and, and as I was maturing was based solely in what I saw in pornography, which is obviously very, very detrimental, but for other reasons, but it, it definitely makes a difference when you don't hear it from somebody that you, you know, respect and that you love and you hear it from these outside sources, it, it can totally skew. Yeah. And, and that's kind of an issue that happens a lot in society, like you said. So I, the, some of the kids I work with have been sexualized so there's a normal development that happens with people as they're, you know, from childhood to through puberty into adulthood that is that is a process for becoming sexualized. And when that's disrupted and through sexual assault, early exposure to sex through like pornography and whatnot, um, it can really, really skew a person's perception of sex, a person's perception of themselves, and a person's perception of the world and how that works. And so it's really kind of a big deal as a parent now, especially because I'm working with children that probably have had more exposure to sex than I have, and I'm a full-grown adult who's been married for 13 years. I have to be on my toes about sex education with them because I have to almost retrain their brains about sex and how sex works. I kind of wanted to Segoy's kind of to Segoy's point and put maybe a bigger pin on this that what we don't I, I what we don't tend to teach is that sex is like a good thing. 
right? It's a fundamental yeah. part of human nature. Sex is fun. There's so many different ways to do it and so many different ways Wait, to it experience is. it. And <laughs> um, it it does so many, it does so much, it does so much for your relationships with other people mm-hmm. that I, I think there's definitely some negative aspects of, you know, when we tend to treat it as taboo in our families. Now, obviously, maybe in the workplace or in, you know, a different environments, um, public environments, treat, ha- having it be not necessarily taboo, but maybe subdued is good, I think. But as far as when kids are taught about sex, I think they need to be taught that sex is a good thing. And I've, I've literally said that to my kids. I said, I, I have literally said, because they, they've asked, you know, it's come up and they've asked and I've said, sex is a good thing, right? It's fun. It's awesome. It's one of the best parts about being an, an adult. And then obviously I caveat in that and say, and, and just give it in the context of where they're at. Well, so that's something that it comes up a lot in the church. And I think any culture that has a complete lack of sex education or where sex education is only portraying sex in like a negative, you're going to get pregnant, have STDs and die kind of way. Is it creates this anxiety around sex? Is that a Twilight and reference? And so is it a <laughs> Twilight reference? No, it was a, it was a <laughs> Mean Girls reference. But also mean that's girls, kind of what happened to Bella. Anyways, go on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's when it's done like that, people grow up to have a lot of anxiety around sex. So they, when they're at a point in their life when they should be having a, a healthy, normal sex life, they're incapable of doing that. And it's something that I hear a lot from women in the church, mm-hmm. especially because this is the culture that it was. They weren't raised sex positive, body positive necessarily. So when it comes, it's it's like a flip. Kevin described it because he's kind of had this issue too, where it was like, what's the difference between last night and tonight? Tonight I can have sex with you. and uh, We signed a piece of paper and that's it. So, so it's this weird kind of thing. Where if you aren't being taught what sex is, why sex exists, and in a positive light, it can really screw with you as an adult. I knew a girl from church who, when she got married, she she could not, like, every time, like, they, on her honeymoon or whatever, and her husband tried to take that one extra step, it would freak her out. So for, like, the first two weeks of marriage, they did not have sex. Because she was just growing yeah, up. It was healthy. always no sex, no sex, no sex, no sex, no sex. And she couldn't tear down that wall suddenly because like Kevin says, well, wh- why couldn't I have sex yesterday? But now I can today. It, she couldn't She couldn't get through that until it took two, almost two weeks of marriage before she was able to, you know, ad- kind of adjust her thinking for that. And it's not healthy. It's not, not healthy at all. Yeah, that's the problem with putting, with putting, you know, hard lines and, and, schedules on sex yeah no i agree with you kinsman and you know one so one like and and i've actually received that same feedback in talking about sex from um with people who have been married for years right where it's it's still like it feels wrong you know it feels immoral i funny funny story so up at byu idaho avi you right might remember this but they do uh what's called a family foundations class And there's like a couple, there's a couple um, class periods where you talk about 
sex and it's all sex between husband and wife, right? That's the whole context, right? And then there's, and there's a leader in the church who um, they have like a video uh, about him and his wife discussing sex and the everybody's the unsaid question in the class is typically hey i really just want to know if oral sex is okay or can we do it in any other position besides missionary position right like is that morally allowed in the church (laughs) is butt sex sex (laughs) yeah so i actually had a bishop when I when Kevin and I got married, our bishop actually sat down with us and was like, I can't believe I have to say this, but I do. Boom. There is no such Boom. thing as wrong sex between a husband and a wife. Please don't think General that there is. General guidance that was given from one of the head leaders of the church, he's uh, in the member of, or in the quorum of the Twelve Apostles. His guidance was just the further it deviates from what does he call it? The further it deviates from plain sex the more dangerous it becomes that that's the guidance that we were given right and so everybody's sitting there thinking oh okay so we shouldn't do anal but like is reverse cowgirl okay or i don't right like it mark these pages in the karma sutra that i can't do (laughs) but right drawing hard lines you can't but for a lot, I think the point is for a lot of people, especially who grow up in very orthodox religious um, communities and um, families, that's that's a problem. I mean, for me, that's that's the problem I had all throughout high school, where I don't think it was, I don't think that there was a lack of opportunity for me to kiss girls. I think it was me saying, man, I, I got to find this hard line so that I don't do something wrong, right? And um, and so I obviously took the very hard bent on that. My hard line was penis and vagina. Right. Oh and my I, gosh, well, you can't say a, those words. Penis, vagina, very hard, say it. Hard, you know, a hard, very hard line on that. But um, I, I think that's a struggle for a lot of people that grow up in Orthodox religious communities. And I, I tend to I disagree. now, like, my my perspective now is much more liberal when it comes to sex and sexuality um, in terms of what's acceptable or anything like that. You know, I tend to be more laissez-faire in that sense now, um, but it it's something that still kind of persists. And you, and you, have, you definitely also... have to be cognizant of the consequences of sex, but I've had my tube snipped, so... <laughs> No more consequences for Jedi. Okay, wow, that's <laughs> um, TMI. There are still consequences. They're called STDs. Yeah, it's still consequences, Jedi. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, but so to what Segoy said I about... Two, no, I want to give my two cents on this. Yeah, uh, let's, on the, let's go. On this whole, on this whole subject. Because I've been, I've been patiently sitting and listening. So, you're taught, you're taught in the church, LDS, how to recognize the feelings of the spirit versus temptations of the devil. If it invites or entices to do good or leads you to Christ, then you know that it's good, right? That's kind of a, and I really think it is, I think that's a lawyer speak way of responding to that. That's ambiguous if it, if it invites or entices to do good, right? But but you can use it as a baseline. You Okay, they didn't really give me a hard answer. They didn't say, well, you'll know because your ears will burn and the back of your neck will grow hair. It's not, it's not specific, but it gives you the guidance that you need in order to make good decisions, right? So 
taking that same approach, if it, if it, whatever it is, and between a husband and wife, invites you to become closer and more intimate with your partner, because that's one of the purposes of sex, if it invites you and encourages you and helps you to become more in- intimate and more at one with your partner, then it's good. And that can go both ways. So if if one partner is like, no, I don't, I don't like oral, that, that, that really puts me off, and I really, it makes me not want to spend time with you or makes me not want to be intimate with you, then for one couple, that may be off the table. But for another couple, it may be on. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think that's an important part of sex ed that needs to always be put in there is like it's it, you're not having sex with a doll. If you want to have sex with a doll, there are dolls. They make those. Um you can do that. But you're having sex with another human being and there has to be an element of respect in, inherent in it. And so when also, we're like consent consent yeah exactly for for anything you do not just to have sex but any part of having sex and so when when we're talking about sex ed and and people are just saying well don't have sex because you're gonna have babies or use condoms they're forgetting the parts of sex that actually need to be talked about that we need to learn so we aren't hurting ourselves and other people along the way and that's primarily respect have respect for the person that you are with i've got something to add to this so i i've i've you guys all have a, a a view of sex that's been weighed heavily or that's been you know swayed heavily because of the church. And I've got I think a unique experience compared to you guys where my sexual identity I, I'm not married. Um, I left the church. I, I'm sorry I missed the religion episode, <laughs> um, but I, I left the church fairly fairly early as soon as I was 18 actually the first chance that I did and I I didn't go back. Um, I believe I was actually the first out of our family to have left the church and. And my and my sexual identity had a lot to do with that, actually. Um, people, you know, people aren't all vanilla. Not, sex isn't always vanilla. There are people that like to do weird things or that we would perceive as weird. And that's because that's who they are. And that's what makes them happy. Yeah, Avi and I think part of the problem. <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. That, that's why I keep uh, saying no setting lines is such a... That's why I keep saying setting hard lines is so detrimental to sexual identity because in the church you you end up with somebody and they tell you don't have sex until you're married and then you're so you're you're putting aside figuring out what you like sexually which is I think is extremely important in any relationship in any healthy relationship is to be on the same page sexually you have to be I mean it's not you're not going to be happy in the long term if you're not i'm a huge supporter of that you have to be on the same page sexually and i yeah, find that a lot of people end up getting married and then realize that they're not on the same page sexually and that that's detrimental to a lot of relationships and it ends a lot of relationships and they realize their, their needs and their desires their physical needs and attractions are completely different from their partners so i think it's important that people explore their sexuality and that in edu- sex edu- insect education, we teach about things that are maybe a little taboo, but give people an opportunity to explore sexuality in a more open setting without needing to feel, you know, regret or remorse or guilt or anything like that for having these interests. And I think that will help in the long run with people forming relationships that last. I'm going to just have to disagree with you. Hold on. No, I'm going to have to disagree with you 100% on that. There was a study done on in psychology. In, I'll uh, give a rebuttal. I'll, I'll find this you. afterwards. I'll find this afterwards and post it in the Discord. There was a study done 
was a psychological study done that showed that the more partners a person had, the less sex became an emotional connection to a person to the point where people would get married and sex was just a thing you did, not something that you shared with your partner or, an, or as an expression of love for your partner. It became a selfish dopamine search. And, and that's more, that, that is a, that a bad side of sexuality is people like to have multiple sexual partners, which I, I don't think you should. I don't think you, I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to slut shame if somebody wants to go out and have sex with a thousand different people. It's not who I am. You know, I'm very liberal in that sense. But I also think that you don't have to, to explore sexuality, you don't have to explore multiple sexual partners. And we, with the world of the internet and all of the negative side effects of pornography, which I will not ignore, um, there are some positive aspects where it gives an outlet to people who want to explore that sexuality but don't get it in church or in religion or in school or in their family because religion tells them not to. So you have these desires. You know, not everybody is always going to be sexually muted. A lot of people have hormones that they cannot control and, and have a lot of sexual desires that they don't know how to process it because all the church or their family tells them is don't have sex till you're married. Worry about it then. And so that's I'm during throw your this years. Yeah, I, and I want to throw this out there, kind of what my experience has been. So I did not have sex until I got married. Um, and then my wife was, for my entire marriage, was the only person I had sex with. Um, and then after we separated, I kind of decided, you know, maybe I need to see what's out there. And I, and since, you know, since then, I've had multiple sexual partners. And I'm not, I, I, I can't put a fine enough point on it that my mind was blown by how different those experiences were from when I was married and how different and how that influenced my relationship with those people, right? And so, you know, to Skylar's point, there, there's definitely something important about the intimacy that comes, the emotional intimacy that comes with sex. And um, there's also just something innately good about sex, right? And about being able to, you know, connect with even someone who's maybe, maybe like a stranger, like someone you've, you, who you've never met, you know, met before, like a one night stand, you meet somebody at a bar, you go back to apartment, home, house, hotel, whatever, and, you know, bang it out. And then it's done. There's something unique um, and intimate about that relationship. And I think there's mm-hmm. value to that. Now, but, and, and I'm speaking from my own, you know, my own personal experience, like these, no, you know, I, I've, I had, I've definitely had good sexual experiences and bad sexual experiences. And, you know, I don't want to say anything bad, but I, I think the bulk of my bad sexual experiences came from when I was married, only having sex with one, one person. Yeah, but that could just be that person and not necessarily only having sex with one person. Exactly. And I goes never which, had no... Which... But no, no, that, and but that I goes back to what I said known. earlier about learning and being willing to either compromise. That's, that is a personality trait issue, not a sexual issue. That a person not being able to compromise or waver or do different and, things is a, is a personality issue unrelated. And I wouldn't even say it's that. To the, I mean, to I, the sexual experience. This, it's this not same about study, saying like... The reason that it... It's, the reason that it was weakened was because you use physical intimacy to reinforce emotional intimacy, right? So your, your first experiences is extremely powerful. And the first person that you do it with 
it creates an emotional, it reinforces that emotional bond. And the more you do it, it's not like a muscle. In fact, it's the exact opposite. When I, when I work out, the more I work out, it tears those muscles and they rebuild stronger. It is not the same with, with physical intimacy with multiple partners. It does not make your ability to do that stronger. It actually diminishes it and weakens it over time to the point where I, don't, I, I would you, have to read that study because I'll, my, I'll find my it personal link it in experience Discord does not reflect that at all. I'll, I'll find yeah, it and link it I, in Discord because it, so, this was this was a psychological yeah, study I think done it's much more fluid showing the detrimental effects of multiple partners, not at the same time or maybe even at the same time. But I I, I do want to say we have we can all go we I mean we can all go on forever and ever and ever about this. I think we're at hour so far, so maybe we can wrap it up. Segoy, if you want to wrap it up, that's, that's yeah. Fine. So here's my here's my two cents. Uh, so I think there has to be a balance that is struck between this kind of almost prudish and not almost actually prudish approach to, to sex that is taught in conservative religious, especially areas and this like laissez-faire or like free open, you know, look at porn to figure out what you like sense and there is an I don't think anybody's saying that that, that that's Kinsman good. Kinsman did. Well, that's not, that's he said it's useful to a point. Okay, useful to a point. Whatever it is. There's a di- I think there's a whole spectrum in there where you can say, where you can comfortably talk about sex, where you can get, you start with your children and, and this actually starts when your children start learning words and, you know, going to the bathroom, for example, is you start when they're very young, teaching them body positivity, teaching them the real words for things. And you continue on as a child develops, adding information into what they are learning about sex in a positive light that lets them, you know, you don't have to go into details with them about it, but you do need to let them know that they are wherever whatever stage of the development they are because there are stages of development that it's normal and healthy and very human and that they can explore within that stage of development and so finding that balance i think is something that parents are really bad at because we're already like at the end stage of so okay yeah hold on so there so so there is a balance and i think our family didn't get to that our parents never show. so they so they made out in front of us to show us that sex within a marriage is healthy but or PDA within a marriage is healthy but they never got to the point where they were able to te- they taught us to not be ashamed of sex does that make sense yeah i i agree with 100% all right i think that's all we have time for today um, come back join us our next episode is actually going to be our first serial serial of uh, drunk history wherein three of us get drunk two of us stay sober and we talk about things that episode will be about bdsm growing on this episode and the episode previously um and rounding out our sex week so join us for that we can't wait to uh share that with you and goodbye and good night mm-hmm.